Did you know that Dane County Government has a sustainability operations plan? Over the last several years, the county has initiated and implemented numerous efforts that contribute to greater sustainability through energy conservation, greenhouse gas emission reductions, stormwater runoff reduction, renewable fuel vehicles, and employee wellness programs. To learn more about these efforts, we invited three speakers. Erica Klutmeyer is the Fitchburg Sustainability Specialist. Lisa McKinnon is the Dane County Sustainability and Program Evaluation Coordinator. And Spencer Schumacher, he's with the Middleton Sustainability Committee. The title of the talk is Sustainability, a Framework of Support for Present and Future Generations. The talk took place on November 1st, 2017 at the Capital Lakes Retirement Center in Madison and was sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. First, we hear from the League's Sue Ann Larson, who introduces the speakers. I'm very excited and um, pleased that we have three terrific presenters on the issue of sustainability. I'll just read their bios briefly and then we will let them begin. Lisa McKinnon is the um, Sustainability and Program Evaluation Coordinator for, the, for Dane County Government in the Office of the Dane County Board of Supervisors. She has been involved in various aspects of sustainable community development, education outreach, training, and implementation for local government businesses and organizations for the past two decades. So uh, what I'm going to do today is talk to you about what I do as the sustainability and program evaluation coordinator for Dane County. I was hired, there wasn't a, a role like this in Dane County until, uh, let's see, 20, 2012, the county board created a role. And because the county board created it and funded it, it resides in the office of the county board. But um, as uh, Sue mentioned, I work on not just sustainable policymaking, I work on sustainable operations and management, which means that I work across county government operations. I work essentially with every single department, every single constitutional office in Dane County to help to advance sustainability and achieve our sustainability objectives and goals. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how we go about that today. There's no one perfect definition of sustainability. I'm sure if I went around the room and pulled all of you, which I won't do, but if I did, I'm sure we could come up with at least as many definitions or close to as many definitions as we have people in here. Um, people have defined sustainability in many different ways, meeting the needs of, of the present generation without compromising the ability of future generations to meet their own needs. That was a, a well-known definition that was coined by the Brundtland uh, Commission way back in 1987. Um, one of my personal favorite, which was coined by an African delegate to the J Johannesburg um, Rio 10 Summit in 2002, and that's just enough for all forever. Um, and then the possibility that human and other forms of life on Earth will flourish forever. More um, human-centric, I'd say, but you know, talks about other forms of life as well. And then living securely and justly within the limits of one single vulnerable Earth. So those are just a couple definitions that people have used in different contexts that I like to, just to illustrate that there are many different ways that people talk about sustainability. And um, this one is, is by a woman who was a pioneer in the sustainability movement in 
um, Danella Meadows and um, in her book Beyond the Limits. A sustainable society is one that can persist over generations, one that is far-seeing enough, flexible enough, and wise enough not to undermine either its physical or its social systems of support. Um, but no matter how people have defined it, sustainability or the state of being sustainable has common characteristics. It involves taking the long view, being far-seeing enough, thinking, uh, being flexible, being nimble, and wise enough, as this quote indicates, to recognize and understand and respect both the ecological uh, but also the physical and social systems that support us and to recognize that they are enmeshed and inseparable. Several years ago, Dane County government adopted a goal of becoming more environmentally, socially, and economically sustainable in its operations, management, and policy. All of you, or essentially all of you, have lived in Dane County for a long time or grew up here, and so you're probably very aware of all of the work that Dane County as a government, as well as a broader community, have done around what we would call sustainability and resilience today, but what in, I'd say, years past and decades past was focused on conservation work. Ecological conservation, natural resource restoration and conservation. The county has prided itself for decades, I mean, long before I ever arrived in Madison and Dane County, on its role in protecting and enhancing and restoring the resources that are here in our home. Um, but over the last several years, the county uh, decided to not just do this as a matter of course and as a part of what it does as a, as a government and as a community, but to try to, in, to, try to institutionalize a little bit more and, and be more formal and strategic about what it does and what it values. And so it set a goal of becoming more environmentally, socially, and economically sustainable as it says in our county government's operations management policy making. And when I first came on in this role as sustainability and program evaluation coordinator, that was one of the first things that I worked on, was to work with the county board on setting a goal, creating a language, adopting principles of sustainability that would serve as our common language moving forward, as policymakers, as department heads and staffs, as committee and commission and board members, uh, across the gamut of what the county does. And so I mentioned the, this framework, these principles, and um, one of the things that I've done over the years is to work as a consultant nationally and internationally um, with local governments and institutions and organizations around sustainability. And kind of the organizing framework that I've worked with is called the Natural Step Framework. It's the sustainability framework that was just very generally um, established out of Sweden and Europe in the 80s and um, has been used by businesses and institutions and local governments, what, what were coined the eco-municipalities in Sweden, um, for the last couple of decades. And the basis of the Natural Step Framework is, um, are these four organizing principles. And it's when, when I came on board with the county, I worked with county board supervisors to draft a resolution that adopted these principles for county government. So the first is to reduce and eventually eliminate Dane County government's contribution to fossil fuel dependence and to wasteful use of scarce metals and minerals. That gets at the, certainly the climate change issue um, around fossil fuels. To reduce and eventually eliminate Dane County government's contribution to dependence upon persistent chemicals and wasteful use of synthetic substances. This is 
one of the more traditional environmental elements of these principles, you know, we think about pollution, we think about introducing things into the environment that don't exist there or that exist there but don't exist in volumes, uh, the volumes that we put out into the environment and in, into our natural resource systems. Uh, the third principle is to reduce and eventually eliminate Dane County government's contribution to encroachment upon nature and harm to life-sustaining ecosystems. And that also is, I think, what people are familiar with when we talk about the land conservation and land ethic of, of Leopold and really respecting and working within these natural systems. And then the fourth principle is to reduce and eventually eliminate Dane, County's, Dane County government's contribution to conditions that undermine people's ability to meet their basic human needs. And this, I think, is one of the unique things about the Natural Step Framework is that it includes this human need element. And that framework envisions not just uh, the Maslow's hierarchy of human needs, food, shelter, clothing, but goes far beyond that and recognizes human needs to encompass participation in a community, in a democracy, to encompass um, creativity, to encompass um, protection and the feeling of security. So it's a, it's a much broader um, conception of human needs. And that is something that really connects these principles to the idea of social and racial equity for the county, for instance. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about, I've given you a, a bit of a, a background on why, and now I'm going to talk a bit about what, what we've done. Um, so they hired me in 2012, and we got to work right away and um, adopted those principles via a resolution of the county board. Um, and then I started working with um, all of the different departments to do an assessment of what are, what are we doing now? What are we doing that is in line with these sustainability principles? And what are we doing now um, that we could be doing better? Where are we just actively violating these sustainability principles that we've just adopted and how do we reverse that? How do we change that and, and bring what we're doing, the policies we're making, the practices that we're engaging in, whether it's you know our road salting, um, our how we're dealing with lake level management, all of these things, the lighting that we're using at Alliant Energy Center, how are we doing that in line with these principles? I should mention also the third thing that I, the other thing that I do besides this kind of broad sustainability work is I do program evaluation for the county. So the executive committee of the county board directs the county to look at, or the county board office to look at uh, topics of interest every year, um, programs of the county, to look at them for efficiency, to look at them for where there are opportunities for innovation, for improvement of service in the county. And so some of the things I've done through that role are uh, work with the land and water resources on um, lake level management, but a, a fair number of uh, uh, evaluations that involve social and racial equity. So we did a racial equity analysis in the last few years, and we've done contracting equity analysis this year. And I see that as directly, I've tried to make that role as directly connected to my sustainability work as possible, where somebody, uh, brings the topic to us, I always try to find what's that hook to either ecological sustainability, social equity, and, and connect that to the other work that I do. So I, I mentioned we, got, we hit the ground running. One of the things that we did um, was to create the first ever sustainable operations plan for Dane County. And uh, I worked with all of the county 
departments and constitutional offices. It was a very long process, longer than I expected or wanted, but it was <laughs> an iterative process, and it, it went through a lot of um, checking and double-checking and triple-checking, and, and what I think we ended up with was a plan that addresses eight key county operational categories. They're broad. You can see there, you know, climate change, mitigation, transportation, water waste. Those don't just sit in one department or one constitutional office. They are affected or have some kind of connection across county operations, which is why they were selected. But because we worked on this for so long and with so many different people and with so many different eyes on it, I feel like we had, we, we ended up with a plan that I would say has very strong consensus behind its value and behind the strategies that were uh, developed as a part of the plan. And I'll give you just an example of um, one, uh, you know, kind of how the plan is, is uh, arranged. So we came up with a goal. When I say we, I mean scores of people from every department, myself, Department of Administration, and then this was looked at by other staff in each department. It was looked at by the county executive, by various board members. Um, so we, we established a goal, um, but this is our climate change mitigation and adaptation section. And then below the goal, we have an objective. Sometimes there's just one objective. In this case, we have several objectives, which are uh, and eventually reducing greenhouse gas emissions in our operations and facilities, um, working toward achieving climate neutrality uh, once reduction efforts have been maximized, and then planning and implementing, planning for and implementing climate adaptation measures, recognizing that we're far down the road at this point and that some of the damage has been done, the, you know, the, some of the effects of climate change are already, we're already seeing them. We're seeing it in the flooding, we're seeing it in the increased storm activity and the damage that comes from that. So we've already, we're already seeing damage. So how do we, how do we adapt to and, and, and become resilient in the face of those things? If you went to the, the plan, and that's on the county board site, the sustainable operations plan, every one of those uh, categories would have a section like this. And this is just one example. Each one of them has a strategy section, and there are many, many strategies for each of those sections. And then in the appendix of the plan, we have every department, after we formed the main plan, we then convened every department again and said, okay, we have a basic plan here. Now we want you to go back to your department, talk to your staff, and say, what are you going to do specifically as a department that is connected to the, the general broader plan that really is important or priority to you? And so every department came back with their own action plan, and they're implementing it. We're implementing this plan right now. And what we do as, a, as an accountability measure is at this time of year when we're going through the county budget, all of the departments rep report to their standing committee. We ask them to tell us, where are you with your sustainable action plan? And we do that for racial equity, their racial equity plan as well. Um, I'll mention also briefly the SMART Fund. This was formed in, or created in 2012. It's to fund capital budget improvements in the county that, um, that advance our sustainability goals and principles. And it started out at $100,000, and it was a, a competitive fund among departments. They would come to the sustainability subcommittee. I would help facilitate their applications, and then they would get selected for funding. We're now up at $2 million of funding. It's, it's um, capital funding, so we're able to use bonding. And um, the benefits of the fund is it, it is helping the, the staff and department get a, a better understanding of sustainability. Um, it's enhancing policies and programs towards sustainability. It's reducing our operating costs in many case in the ca cases in the county. And um, 
and it's helping us to achieve our, our stated goals from our sustainability plan. Examples of projects that we funded are lighting upgrades. A lot of what you see at the Alliant Energy Center and Coliseum now, the lighting in the parking lot, the lighting at the exhibition hall, I'm hoping soon the lighting at the Coliseum. All of those upgrades to LED lighting have um, been done through the Smart Fund. Um, replacement, smaller projects are replacement of laundry machines in the juvenile detention facilities, that, you know, higher efficiency laundry machines, higher efficiency in terms of electricity as well as water. Solar PV pathway lighting at the Henry Vilas Zoo. Um, and then a host of other energy and water and resource conservation um, <coughs> upgrades, as well as things like, you know, some of the smaller, some of the smaller projects are as intriguing to me as the larger ones because they're creative. We had our, our facilities maintenance staff come and say, we have a couple machines. They, we have to polish the terrazzo tile flooring in the city county building. And what we use now is currently a chemical that is banned as carcinogenic in California. Our workers are exposed to this. We know that there is a technology now where you just use water, plain water. It does the same thing. We said, sure, we'll upgrade your equipment. And the result of that is not only that we're not putting toxic chemicals into the environment, but we're, we're improving and, and safeguarding the health of our workers. And they actually had some, there were some anecdotal reports back to us that some of our folks who have asthma were experiencing less of that. You know, and that was a pretty small dollar project. Uh, let's see here. I'll just give you a couple of the numbers on the Smart Fund. We're really proud of it. Um, because we've funded now, well now it's up to 57, we've funded 57 separate projects, um, awarding over 3 million, so we haven't used up the 2 million every year. Um, smallest award was $644, largest was 460000 and from 2012 to 2016, we're estimating that we're saving operational costs, we're saving about $637,000 annually, and that doesn't include all of the projects, because some of the projects at the beginning of the, the, the fund in particular, it was hard to get baseline measurements on them. We just didn't have the information. And so we don't really know what the comparable savings are, but we know that we are saving. Um, in terms of greenhouse gas emissions from the Smart Fund um, projects, we estimate that we're reducing greenhouse gas emissions from county operations by about 2,800 metric tons of CO2 equivalent. Um, that's the equivalent of taking 600 passenger vehicles off the road annually, or the equivalent of not burning three million pounds of coal annually, or the average en energy use of um, 300 homes in terms of CO2. Um, how many of you know about our landfill gas to electricity? Okay, great. So we've been generating about $3.5 million, million worth of electricity annually through that program. That continues. We're now looking because... Um, our agreement with MG&E is coming to a close. We're looking at other ways to, uh, to generate income from that process and other, also other ways to uh, use that compressed natural gas. And one of the ways that we're doing that is we are one of, we may be one of the first, if not the first county in the country to use compressed natural gas snowplows. I mean, people know about it for small light-duty trucks, but we're really pushing the envelope and, and testing and piloting big heavy-duty equipment using these more um, sustainable, less polluting, less uh, fuel, uh, more fuel-efficient uh, mechanisms. And the, the other interesting thing about that is that we're not going to the pipeline. MG&E provides CNG as well, and that's a, an interim step, but we're actually going and using our own bio-CNG, which is generated by trash, so it's really keeping things more in a closed loop. 
there are so many projects that we've been working on. And um, I just want to close with this. Um, I think it's important because it's something that's really a priority for me and, and for the county is that social equity piece and the racial equity piece. And so I mentioned the racial equity analysis, and that's directly related to our sustainability work. And very proud of the fact that the, the recent analysis has yielded a lot of positive uh, impacts in the county to improve racial equity in our programs, in our hiring, in our contracting. And it was even responsible for the creation of the Office for Equity and Inclusion um, in, I think it was in 2016. So I'm going to leave it here and just say that this is something to watch for. Our climate, Dane County um, Office of Energy and Climate Change was created just a few months ago. Keith Riappel is the director. It's housed in the, in the executive's office. And they've created a Dane County Climate Change Council. Their meetings are underway. And their big push right now is to develop a climate mitigation action plan that will put Dane County on a path to deep uh, deep decarbonization. And so that's going to be a big, not just county operation-wide, but community-wide effort to tackle carbon emissions and um, issues of renewables. So that's something to keep an eye on. I imagine that at some point in the future, you will have Keith standing up here and telling you what they're doing on, on that topic. So thank you for your attention and time. You're listening to a talk on Dane County Government's Sustainability Plan a framework of support for present and future generations. Spencer Schumacher, he has done something that many other people in his field have not, and that is to build a business in real estate during a recession. He is the chair of the Sustainability Committee in the city of Middleton. And he wants to show the real estate world that a good business has a responsibility to the community, to one's family, to the environment, and to employees. I am more of the citizen action side of it. So I am, I'm here representing the city of Middleton. Um, I'm a sustain, the, the chair of the sustainability committee. I've been on the committee for quite a few years now and I've been the chair for quite a few years now. I think it's been three years I've been the chair. So just to give you a quick background, the sustainability committee was formed in 2008. Some early projects, we created some gardens. Um, we created a system on how to create community gardens. Just to give you some background of what Middleton is, uh, obviously we're on the west side of town. I don't know, maybe some people are not from, quite from around here, but we're on the west side of town. We're connected to Madison. We have our own community, but we, you can't tell the border where, where we start and where we end. But we're, uh, we're a very compact city. An interesting stat is um, almost 50% of our population are renters, all right? It, which, uh, when you think of sustainability, you think of social equity and, and, and different, uh, different things, it's, we have been thinking a little bit more about social equity also in Middleton. Middleton is, is not a uh, lower price tag community. You guys are probably sitting here like, why is this realtor here and uh, talking about sustainability? But um, it's been a passion of mine. I have a master's in urban planning, my undergrad's wildlife ecology. So this has been my background. Real estate has been my career and uh, sustainability has been my passion. So that's kind of where I've gotten on, on this path. About 20% of our land use is open space. Um, we've been doing a pretty good job of infilling areas that are old and, and being redone. I think Madison, the Dane County in general, is doing a good job of that. We're trying to preserve our farmlands. In 2010, the Sustainability Committee, we created a sustainability uh, uh, comprehensive plan. Um, it was a very aggressive plan. We said we want to accomplish all these things. We had a great framework. We set it up, um, and it's been an awesome uh, document. Oftentimes uh, plans in city government end up sitting on the shelf. 
Um, ours has been used and used and used and used, and you'll see, I'm going to tell you in a little bit also, but we're, we're, recreate, we're making another one because we've accomplished, I think it was 66% of our sustainability plan we've accomplished in, in the seven years since then. So what we're doing is now we're moving the bar forward and say, how do we continue to, to build off of this? Um, the other thing we did in that time period is we joined the Green Tier Legacy community. Fitchburg is part of that. There's a lot of communities around. It's been a really valuable uh, uh, information sharing tool where you can have uh, um, share engineers, share experience. They meet quarterly. Everyone gets together and shares ideas. Everyone presents. Um, it's the whole. There are different people from different regions of the state, but it's a. It was. It's been a very good thing for our community. Um, I, I think uh, one of the overall th uh, themes besides community involvement or citizen involvement is uh, cross-communication and we're excited about the Dane County uh, uh, chapter also. Middleton is a, has one of the, the seats on the, the council so I know we're, um, when I talked to the city planner today, I said, what else do we got going on here? Uh, she, she was excited about that. Um, different projects over the time in Middleton that we've gone over, we've uh, we, there's been a lot of fun projects and some of them we did a terrace where we have a, a farmer's market and we have solar panels. Um, we put a bike boulevard in where the, the bikes are kind of the right of way, cars can drive up and down there. Um, LED lighting. The numbers are staggering what, it, what, what uh, power is used on street lights. And I mean it was thousands of dollars within the first few months of power being generated when we switch, switch out street lights. So um, I couldn't find the stat today when I came, but it really is, is amazing what those little things can do for a community. Um, brick pavers, we put porous pavers all around downtown Middleton. We have a huge project that's uh, being underway, being developed right now in downtown Middleton, five phases of it. Um, I go past there every day and they, you see the, the porous pavement being put in for the bricks also. Um, one of, the, one of the things I'm most proud of since I've been on the Sustainability Committee is the city of Middleton will go out there and, and when a project comes to the, to the Planning Committee, uh, they say, you know what, let's refer this to the Sustainability Committee and see what we think about this, a new development. And, and to, to make everything through the eyes, the focus, the eyes uh, focused through the lens of sustainability is really a, a neat thing. And so we, the projects, the development projects come through. And do they always listen to us? No, but we're going to sit there and say, you know, what about uh, uh, community bikes or what about shared parking or wh what can we do? Can we extend the bus line? I mean, all sorts of different things. We're trying to think outside the box or why not put, we had a guy who used to, he loved uh, Boulevard Gardens. Like he wanted to be able to eat everything he walked past. <laughs> and it was, it was really, uh, I mean, he would come into meetings and all of a sudden he'd raise his hand and you'd put your head down and you're like, oh no. He's going to start talking about uh, putting kale on the boulevard again, you know, and it was, but it was great because it, it brings people to think about different things that are really easy to do, which are great for social equity and sustainability. Um, we've been doing, we did a water conservation program. Uh, we were able to go uh, petition the, um, the Public Service Commission to be able to get funding. So we give a rebate for toilets, we give a rebate for water audits for commercial uh, businesses. We opened a recycle center in Middleton uh, not too long ago. Um, there was this. This was another major accomplishment. We had started a uh, recycling day where we re, uh, people come drop off things twice a year. Big event. Citizen put together. Lots and lots of work. 
And it, one of the goals of the sustainability plan was to create a uh, uh, recycling center. Well, we opened a recycle center. We are now in the process of wanting to expand the hours of it. On the, t on the roof of this, we did a huge uh, solar, shared solar project, MGE, the largest shared community solar project, sold out very quickly. Uh, it was a great collaboration. MGE puts uh, put them on there. People could buy in. I bought into them. I ha half of my power comes from the solar panels on top of on top of the roof there. Um, in the process of that, we put a hundred kilowatt system on the the police station. We've really been pushing a lot of solar energy. One of the things I, I was very involved in personally also was the referendum. We had a referendum in Middleton this last election um, where 80% of the people voted yes for should Middleton be a leader in sustainability in our community. And the next one was 72.3% uh, voted yes, saying uh, Middleton should, or should support a federally funded carbon fee and dividend program. Carbon fee and dividend program is a very big and large uh, concept, and, and we did a large uh, education initiative on how, how do we get people to understand this. Um, we had 72% and 80% of people say they wanted this in Middleton. I have four people in my family, and we can't agree on a pizza. You know, like it is, to get that many people to be together, and it's given us a lot of fuel. So what do we do next? What are we gonna do now that we have sustainability in the forefront? Um, that we were the first in the nation to come to put carbon fee and dividend in a referendum on a ballot like this, and it was a, it was a, it was a message. You know, we we hope to cause a national groundswell, and the ground swelling, but it's not. I don't think because of our uh, our, our our push. Um, again, we went out and got tons of endorsements uh, of people community. We went out there. I was on the radio. I was on TV. We went and we did events at the Capitol, really trying to get the push out there. Uh, community involvement is it's amazing. When we were sitting around doing this referendum, there was five of us sitting at my desk in my office every day, every week for months saying, how do we do this? How do we do this? And, and when you can pass and get a community to rally around it, like this is true grassroots uh, activism. You know, we had five of us, you know, <laughs> and uh, it was it was pretty, pretty cool to see it happen. TIF incentives, we do a lot of uh, creative financing for projects. Basically, a TIF, uh, I'm not gonna go into detail what a TIF financing is, but it's a, it's a funding option where people can do projects that they couldn't afford otherwise. So we, we have this, uh, we have sustainability as part of, of one of the thresholds, and they say, we wouldn't do this unless it was for the extra funding. So we put solar panels on top of all sorts of buildings. We have, uh, we have uh, hot water solar in this, this apartment built, the senior housing. Um, we have uh, 71.2 kilowatts of solar on apartments or circle two, one of our apartment buildings. Now these are private buildings and a partnership with the city where they can come in there and say, we wanna build this, we want to make the community a better place by adding solar to these type of things. And there's, we don't just do TIF funding for solar, but but that is a, uh, one of the lenses we look at. Actually, some of the, the neat projects that were coming up is there's a project that's a downtown, it's a, uh, a market with apartments above it. Um, the, the builder who, the, or the owner who is building this um, has told us she wants to do a million dollars, a million dollar solar project on the roof of this. Um, it'd be uh, partially funded by, uh, through TIF funding. The other one is, which is kind of neat, is a retail store once a, w came to us for TIF funding, and 
Middleton has not done TIF funding for retail. It's just not something that we do. But they said we can make an exception to this if this is for solar for the retail building. And so it's, uh, again, pushing the envelope of what we can do and what we want to do. Um, lots of apartments, lots of solar going up. This is a neat graph. This is the trend of solar, of how much total solar. So this is taken from MG&E. They can monitor how much solar they have on their grid. Um, and see, it has exponentially grown. And this was several months ago, and I'm sure it's a lot higher. One of the other programs that we've done since, uh, since the referendum, the Madison is a, a group buy program to get solar panels. We had a few people do it last year, but this year we were actually a part of it. We gave money to help uh, market it. And there are a lot of people in Middleton. I, I go around, my neighbors, you know, they're, I'm in a 1970s neighborhood, and the trees are coming down because of the ash borer, which is a problem. But there, all of a sudden, there are solar panels on all the houses. It's really a cool thing to see happening. Um, other things, so we're doing a leaf collection. We've been doing leaf collection, but we're doing an education uh, that goes along with it. Tennis ball recycling, this is kind of a fun one. Is it a, it's a very small thing of what we're doing, but the tennis shop in, uh, over off of Old Sock Road, they've created these bins where you can recycle tennis balls. And actually what they do is you send them back and they grind them up and they make the base layer for tennis courts with them. So it's kind of a closed loop cycle and it's amazing the amount of tennis balls that get thrown away a year. My, my son plays tennis every day against a garage and um, we have a bunch of bald tennis balls everywhere, but he likes them bald. <laughs> the, the sustainability plan, I said we upgraded that one. Uh, we're upgrading that. We've done battery. We started battery, battery recycling. Um, we're going to do a trash store. We're going to do some education on how to make sure people are recycling what they should recycle. Our biggest project that we're working on is a 3.5 megawatt solar system in uh, out at our airport. Um, it'll be another MG&E partnership, but again, partnership between the airport, between Middleton, um, the solar. And uh, it's, it's a large, it's, it's actually five times I heard what the municipality uses for energy. It's kind of the, in a nutshell. So I uh, thank you guys for having me tonight. You're listening to a talk on Dane County Government's Sustainability Plan, a framework of support for present and future generations. And our third speaker is Erica Klutmeyer. Klutmeyer. She is the sustainability specialist for the city of Fitchburg. In her role, she works to create a thriving, resilient, and healthy community through initiatives that improve environmental quality, economic prosperity, and social equity for all people. So again, a little bit about Fitchburg. So we are the first um, suburb to the south of Madison, and a lot of people think of us as a suburban community, but to the north, we have a lot of urban, high-density housing, older housing stock, and then we have you know, some of the more suburban-type um, larger lot development. And then about two-thirds of our land to the south is actually rural ag land. So we've got a pretty large land area, 35 square miles, and you can take a look at some of our demographics as well, which can be surprising to a lot of folks because they're very similar to Madison um, demographics, which is more urban. And one thing to note too um, is we're going to be absorbing part of town of Madison in 2022 between city of Madison and city of Fitchburg. So that's also going to have an impact and we're talking a lot about planning for it and talking about healthy 
neighborhoods and social equity and affordable housing. So that's definitely a theme for all of us in local government. Just wanted to throw our, our mission statement, our sustainability mission statement up there, because again, it kind of incorporates those three E's of um, environmental, economic, and social equity um, to you know, create. It's really, I think a lot of our work in sustainability is focused on quality of life. And I think that encompasses um, that very well. You know, our daily work of you know, what we're doing, um, clean energy, energy efficiency, water, waste, um, transportation, land use, um, buildings, public health, you know, beyond just the going to the doctor and how are you feeling, we're really looking at you know, people's um, safety, their financial well-being, their stress levels, their connections to the community and to other people and other different outcomes of health right now. Um, climate action, um, community engagement, and again, overall an umbrella of quality of life. So how do we get all this done? We do, we do a lot of this work and we're able to do it because of our partners. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about green tier legacy communities, but that's, um, you know, one, it's been a fantastic opportunity for us to collaborate not only with our regional partners in Dane County, City of Middleton is in Green Tier as well as City of Monona. You know, and it is a lot of smaller to mid-sized municipalities and now counties are joining as well where we can share information and share knowledge and collaborate to you know, get more done. Um, we also internally have our Resource Conservation Commission, very similar to Middleton Sustainability Committee. It's been around since the, I think the late 80s early 90s, started as our recycling committee, and it has changed and grown over time. Their mission has grown to include sustainability. Um, we have an internal green team. I'm very excited to be participating in the Dane County Climate Council. Very excited that Dane County is bringing all of us together, all of us, the municipalities, as well as nonprofits and um, businesses and um, all of the stakeholders who can come together and um, affect um, climate or combat climate change. Then there are other, you know, we're kind of bureaucratic, so we have, have all these acronyms, but we have these other consortiums of government groups who are working on reducing phosphorus and working on water quality, um, working on stormwater issues and trying to keep our lakes and streams clean and swimmable. And also, um, again, a, a big health focus on keeping, you know, building infrastructure and helping people stay active in our cities. Um, some of the commitments that Fitchburg has made is in 2008, we signed on to the um, US Mayor's Con Conference on Climate Protection Agreement. In 2009, we made a pledge to generate 25% of our electricity with um, renewable energy. And in 2010, we um, signed on to the Green Tier uh, Legacy Communities as a charter member. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, more about Green Tier because it really kind of informs how we're approaching sustainability work for right now in, in Fitchburg. Um, I, I talked a lot about this already, but um, it's a consortium of municipalities and, and counties 
working toward excellence and sustainability. It's led by a group of nonprofits, um, as well as the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources and UW-Madison Center on Wisconsin Strategy. Um, so many benefits to it, but the collaboration, the information sharing, learning what works and what doesn't. For the smaller municipalities like Fitchburg and Middleton, we don't have necessarily the in-house expertise. Um, and so we rely a lot on hiring consultants and where there's no budget, we rely on each other for finding out um, how to do things. And a great example for me, I, I am working on a large solar project for the first time, so it's a big learning curve for me. And I've, I've leaned heavily on City of Monona, who was the first um, city in Wisconsin to use a different financing strategy to take advantage of the tax credits. So they have a, a, a third-party finance invest, investor um, that they're working with, and that can get a little bit tricky. So it was great to learn from their experience. Learned a lot from Middleton and their shared solar as well. So. That's been fantastic. And, and there's been technical assistance all over the place. We're able to get um, preferences for grants. We're able to get a lot of technical assistance from the Office of Energy Innovation. Um, I have an environmental background, so facilities and energy is not my forte <laughs> at all. So I'm learning a lot about HVAC equipment and um, how to manage that beyond my house. So. It's been so helpful to have interns there and to be able to hire um, different engineers to help us really get a handle on, on our, our energy use and just optimizing our, our facilities. Um, training and skill building. Um, and then probably the most significant um, feature of Green Chair for us is using the Green Chair Legacy Community Scorecard. Um, we don't have a sustainability plan. We've opted instead to kind of use the scorecard to help us, um, you know, set goals, benchmark our work, set, you know, collect our baseline metrics, and then monitor our progress from year to year um, using the, the sustainable strategy score sheet. So again, there are many tools um, to accomplish that work, and we did evaluate the natural step, but again, we came up short on funding. So, this has been a great tool for us sort of in the interim until we can get that funding to do a comprehensive plan. Um, clean energy, again, solar, lots of solar activity right now. Um, we're, we had a small solar array, but you know, we were increasing our, our solar by an order of magnitude. Right now we are, as we speak, putting panels up. We just finished one building on our fire station and now we have three more buildings that we're working on before the end of the year. Uh, we also have solar hot water at our fire station in City Hall where our police department is. Uh, we have geothermal at our, our West Fire Station and our library and we're gonna expand that to a new East Side Fire Station in 2019 as well. And in 2016, we got a grant to do a, a community solar survey. We were really interested in bringing community solar to Fitchburg as well and we wanted to kind of gauge public interest in it. And what we found, which won't surprise you living in Dane County, is that you know, money wasn't the driver for the investment. People want to make a commitment to clean energy. And um, that was great for us to know moving forward. So we hope with future projects that we can turn those into some sort of community solar investment option for people who can't host them on their homes. 
PV is photovoltaics. Sorry, I know we're full of acronyms. Um, public works maintenance facility, right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, those the public works garages have a lot of roof space. So they're, they're great candidates for solar. <laughs> So just wanted to, you know, kind of give you a, a snapshot of our 2016 energy performance. It's going to look a lot different next year, but you can see how much we're saving right now. And fortunately, when we um, invested in solar almost 10 years ago, MG&E had a special program. So we're earning like 25 cents a kilowatt hour, <laughs> which is about to sunset. So glad to be putting up some more solar so that we can keep the savings coming in. Um, I talked a lot about the solar initiative already. There's a picture of our, our West Fire Station with, with a nice uh, American flag um, blowing in the breeze in the background. That was on a warm day. <laughs> so I'll, the rest of my pictures will be November looking. <laughs> um, but you know, this has been a great project. Um, a lot of planning went into this. We thought we were gonna go down the road of Monona and find a, a third party finance partner um, to invest and own our system so that we could take advantage of those federal tax credits and then eventually we would buy it back. Well, there were some barriers. There are a lot of different, Fitchburg's a new and growing community and Monona owned all of their buildings and we had bonds on all of our buildings and we realized, you know, pretty far into it that the bond council has rules about how much we could benefit or a third party could benefit rather from from our property when there is debt on it. So lots of considerations go into it. And um, so we ended up buying it outright. Still, solar prices are dropping precipitously and we we're, still, we're still able to get a nine year payback um, with our pay, you know, owning 100% of it upfront. Um, climate action, uh, again, um, Fitchburg, and this is before my time, so I don't have a lot of history to share, it, other than Fitchburg's made a big commitment early on following the Kyoto climate talks to really take some action spurred by the US Conference of Mayors initiative and um, other groups like ICLEI. Um, they started a greenhouse gas emission baseline, um, a climate action plan that we're still chipping away at. And you'll find a lot of our plans are sort of more issue focused than comprehensive and that's one of my goals moving forward. Um, a big part of what we do is community engagement. And I'm really fortunate, again, to work with the folks I do on the Resource Conservation Commission and, and other committees who are so committed, similar to Spencer, spending a lot of their time keeping these conversations alive and engaging people um, because that's what it's gonna take for us to solve these problems, is everybody contributing and you know, big or small, um, making some changes in the long term. Um, again, real, uh, we're excited moving forward for Dane County Climate Council. There's going to be some funding associated with it, which is what we also need on the local level to get a lot of this work done. One of the things I'm really excited about is our Healthy Neighborhoods Initiative, which again is focusing on underserved um, populations to the north. And I'm also really excited that we have some pilots um, thinking about developments in new ways, thinking about things like reusing gray water, because it's kind of crazy that we're flushing drinking water <laughs> down the toilet. So, I mean, there, there's so many more opportunities, 
and that are going to come our way and so many new technologies for us all to evaluate. So I think the, the key is the collaboration for, for all of us to, to get this done and to keep working at it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> You've been listening to Sustainability, a Framework of Support for Present and Future Generations. It's a panel discussion on Dane County Government's Sustainable Operations Plan. The speakers are Erica Klutmeyer, the Fitchburg Sustainability Specialist, Lisa McKinnon is the Dane County Sustainability and Program Evaluation Coordinator, and Spencer Schumacher. He's with the Middleton Sustainability Committee. The talk took place on November 1st, 2017 at the Capital Lakes Retirement Center in Madison and was sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. To find out what else the League is up to, go to their website at lwvdanecounty.org. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and not necessarily those of the League of Women Voters of Dane County. Permission to rebroadcast this podcast is granted if credit is given to the League of Women Voters of Dane County and any editing does not alter the speaker's meaning.